Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Left of Greg podcast. This is your host, Brian Marin. We've got a very special episode today, but before we get to that, we just want to remind everyone, if you want any more information on us or what we do or who we are, you can check out our website at arcadiacognorati.com. That's A-R-C-A-D-I-A-C-O-G-N-E-R-A-T-I.com. You can follow us on Facebook at HBPRA. We also have the Let the Greg YouTube channel where you can watch uh, the full podcast or you can watch some of the clips that we put on there as well. Feel free to uh, reach out to us if you have any questions. And to get started on today's podcast, we have the very special guest, Mr. Andrew Pollack. So Andrew Pollack is an author and school safety activist, but he was kind of thrust into that role when his daughter Meadow was murdered on February 14th, 2018 at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School shooting in Parkland, Florida. We have him on today. He's going to be talking about the book that he just wrote and released called Why Meadow Died, where he clinically approaches all of the different things that went wrong leading up to the death uh, of his daughter and, and several others. So I want to remind everyone, folks, that we're listening that here at Arcadia Cognorati and on the Left of Greg show, we try to m- remain completely apolitical and view everything through the lens of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis, and we try to stick to the science. So the reason why we had Mr. Policon was simply that. He went through and annotated all the different ways that this situation could have been prevented prior to it ever happening. So it's an interesting conversation. Uh, it's an emotional conversation. Obviously, his daughter was killed, and he's doing what he can for our country to make our schools safer. So we hope you enjoy the podcast. If you have any questions, go ahead and reach out to us at all those places I mentioned, and we'll sure to address them. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you you coming on here, uh, Andrew. And uh, the reason why we reached out to you, kind of just like I explained, we have a a mutual interest in in how things, we think uh, things should be resolved, especially when it comes to something like school shootings. And I, and I think the, the, the best way is, uh, you know, we tell the story of how we reached out to you is Greg, uh, my business partner here and subject matter expert on human behavior kind of sent me a text and said, Hey, buy this guy's book and try and get a hold of him. So I'm like, okay, what's this all about? What's this all about? And so I don't know if Greg, if you want to kind of share that story of, of how that came came to be real quick. Yeah, sure. Well, and, and uh, thanks for being on the broadcast, Andrew. We want to do everything. Hey, uh, sorry for your loss. Uh, we think what you uh, and Hunter and, and a lot of folks have done since Portland is a great thing. So we want to make sure that everybody understands what that is and how to get a hold of your book. So on uh, September 11th, which I hate flying on September 11th, but it seems every year I'm destined to fly on September 11th, I'm coming out of uh, Philly. And uh, the hotel always says, whatever hotel you're in happens at USA Today. So I go to the opinion page and I'm reading and uh, I read just this incredible story that epitomizes left of bank thinking and saying, hey, listen, here were all these cues. And when these cues came together as clusters, anybody uh, could have seen that something bad was about to happen and nobody did anything. And uh, so I get to the bottom of the page and I read your name. And, and, and sadly, sir, I don't follow social media. I'm not like my, my partner, Brian. I'm usually out on a podium teaching. I don't understand Twitter and all the other stuff. I, I wrote uh, uh, Marin a message. He's in San Diego and I'm, I'm just landing the plane. I wrote down the message as I'm flying over the, the field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, very poignant in my mind. 
I said, get a hold of this guy and, and see if he'll talk to us on the pod. And uh, first thing I did at Denver Airport is, is get a copy of your book, which uh, uh, I got to tell you, it's an incredible read. First of all, your, your co-writer, his credentials uh, and, and the stuff we know about him is amazing. So yeah. that's the first thing that we liked. And the second thing that I just absolutely loved was it's a common sense, hey, look, take a look at these facts. The problem I feel sometimes nowadays is uh, uh, like as a copper, I spent 27 years on the road as a copper. And the first thing they tell you is, hey, don't let the facts get in the way of a perfectly good story. What you did is you took these, these facts that you cannot look away from and put them in order and said, hey, what do you think? And uh, so Marin was lucky enough to reach out and get you on this, Brian. Yeah. Right. So, so thanks. Thanks again for, for hopping on and we'll kind of just, like I said, just jump right into this. We got a few questions for you and then we can kind of see where it goes from there. But, but now because of what happened to your family and your daughter, you're, you're now uh, a subject matter expert on, on school shootings, right? You, you didn't, you didn't want that job. You didn't want that title, but right. you're, because of these situations, you are, well, there's folks like us out there who are subject matter experts, the same and, and been studying this for, for a long time. So so I, I just to, just to, so listeners can understand kind of what what part of this problem really are, are you addressing? What is what is your point with the book and what you're trying to do? What what is the problem that you specifically want to address? Well, the biggest problem I've seen uh, when I dug into it. Well, first, mainstream media doesn't want to report the truth of what happened, and I just you know you always hear the president talking about it. But I witnessed it firsthand with the release of my book, uh, being on a tour in Manhattan, uh, D.C., and all over. And the only station that really wanted to report the truth was Fox News. So only the parents that watch Fox News will really know the truth uh, and the facts of what happened in Parkland. Uh, so that, that's number one. Number two, it, it was mostly uh, what led up to it was the discipline policies in place throughout the whole country uh, and lack of it and supported by, you know, the, the public school system has been infiltrated uh, by, you know, unethical liberal bureaucrats that put that spew this type of kids don't need discipline. Let's end the school to prison pipeline. And it just creates a chaotic, uh, unsafe environment for kids and parents need to wake up because there's a democratic, uh, presidential candidates that are pushing these policies into schools. Uh, just like now in California, Gavin Newsom passed a bill. It's illegal to suspend disruptive kids. And, and, and that's a law now. If any parent, regardless of your uh, affiliation, your party affiliation, how could you think it would, it's, it's right to put your kid in a class where the kids can be disruptive with no consequence? So this is what's going on throughout the country. This is what I uncovered. And this is what led to uh, one of the things that led to my daughter's murderer being allowed in the school and never being arrested, which, uh, you know, a lot of people are pushing for all these background checks. A background check wouldn't have made a difference with my daughter's murderer right. unless they would have removed those policies of arresting kids when they make threats. Okay, right. background checks only work if you arrest criminals. You enforce the laws that are already there, and then a background check works. So it wouldn't have made a difference, and you could see it. It happened in Dayton also with that Dayton shooter. Everyone mm -hmm. knew he was an evil kid. He threatened kids' lives in school. He had a rape list, never arrested. So he passed his background check. So background checks only work uh, 
if kids or, or people are held accountable and it's put on their background. Yeah. Andrew, right. I think one of the things that's ironic here is as I was reading your opinion and then, you know, writing feverish notes to figure out uh, who you were, what part of the problem you were addressing, on the same opposite uh, uh, page or two was uh, Newsom's bill that was coming up. There was an announcement on it. And it was remarkable to me that it was like he never read the Promise program. He never read no, the right. excerpts of the book that, that, that say, hey, look, take a look at what happens. Listen, you're not going to be able to prevent everything that occurs. There are going to be some people that, that slip through the cracks. We see it in, in law enforcement and security and the military and, and even the best laid plans. But the idea of completely turning a blind eye to facts is ridiculous. And I think, I think that's happening on large scale where people are trading their uh, uh, legal, moral, ethical opinions because they want to get ahead. Some people are going to use your book to get ahead because they're going to say, hey, this is part of my agenda. Some people are going to argue with you, you know, the, the outcomes of your book, which I don't understand how exactly they yeah, would do that. But, but we have, we face the same problem. And, and just briefly to give you that, we go and we talk to schools because schools are part of what we do. They're not all of what we do. We do battlefield to boardroom. We do corporate partners. We do uh, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. We do tier one units and, and, and police stations and, and uh, first responders. And the idea is that when we come to schools, it's the most uh, uh, disheartening because after we do our pitch to emergency services, they go, hey, let's get on this. This is amazing. When we do it to the schools, the schools go, well, we don't want to rush into anything. And they have what we call this wait and see attitude. Uh, uh, and and it, it crushes my spirit. Yeah. Well, the problem I see with a lot of these, uh, with a lot of school boards is they, they don't know anything about security. Right. You know, they shouldn't have anything to do with it. Right. There should be a whole nother department uh, to, that's looking right. into the security in the schools, whether it's locks, whether it's single point of entry, whether uh, who's, you know, arming of different personnel in the school. Uh, all that should be taken away from school districts across the country, just like they did with TSA. Uh, that there should be uh, best practices uh, for schools. Right. And, and, and it's getting worked on in Congress. I know people doing it because uh, they don't have a clue of what's going on. And there needs to be an organization that, that leads the way, like TSA did with the airports and security, with schools throughout the country with uh, safest and best practice. I completely yeah. agree with the best practices. That you cannot argue that, that these problems have been around long enough that people know that these work better than these. You know, and we don't want analysis paralysis. We don't want this information to atrophy on a shelf somewhere. And the idea is it does just that. In between each catastrophic shooting emergency, uh, people uh, are dying wholesale slaughter. Then what do you see? You see everybody go out there and they yell their, 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 their platitudes. But then in a week, uh, uh, those things go away. And it's not that important because now we move on. What I love about you, sir, and what, what I really respect is you said, this is my job now. This is my life. Uh, uh, since uh, February 14th, this is my mission, and and we both applaud you for that. Well, I owe it. I owe it to my daughter to hold every single one of these scumbags accountable that let this happen in Broward, and and, and that's what I've been doing. You know, uh, since I got involved and helped Ron uh, DeSantis get elected because he's a great governor. He ran on his campaign of holding public officials accountable, mm -hmm. and the first week in office, he removed the sheriff. Uh, for his failed policies, you know, right. he changed, he changed the policies of uh, his deputies uh, shall go in till he changed it to his deputies may go in. And uh, that played a factor. Uh, he was removed. 
recently, the deputy that didn't go in the building that hid behind the wall when my daughter was getting murdered, uh, he's been uh, brought up on felony charges. He faces now losing his pension. They, they dropped a grand jury investigation onto the school board. He signed an executive order into these diversionary programs of not holding kids accountable. So a lot of things are going on in Florida uh, for accountability. But still, uh, what I stress to parents is, and I put it in my book, Why Meadow Died, is ultimately parents are responsible for the environment yes. they put them in. And, and, and that's what it's all about with me. I, the president, I, I, I'm friends with him. If he could wave his wand and make every school safe, he would love to do it. But he, he can't he, fix local level uh, school boards. And your governor can't or your senator it's only the parents can make a difference. And that, that's a great point, Andrew. And, and to, to kind of caveat on that is that what we always say, it's, you know, your response, your security is your personal responsibility. You have to take charge of that. You have to take ownership of it in your community, in your, in your school district. Right. So, so I, I was just as kind of to, to the viewers and listeners right now, um, you know, I, I would suggest if you're going to look up you, Andrew, is the, the first thing I saw is when I went to YouTube and I, you know, searched Andrew Pollock and I saw that, that talk, uh, were you speaking at the White House? I think it was only a week after after Meadow died, and that that shows who you are and where you come from. So power, it, it's and so it's very powerful and very emotional. But then when you get into the book and you see how you did this, is is this is done almost like a, this is like a research project that you. It's did. clinically done. It's very yes, clinically absolutely. done. So when you do that, you didn't, you, the, the thing you, the point you were trying to make is this isn't a Republican and Democratic thing. This is exactly. a country. This, this is what we need to do for our kids. Like this is insane. And so it kind of, kind of brings me to the, to the next question is, is, you know, when, when did you, and, and I know your son Hunter is heavily involved as well. When did, and, and your wife, your whole family isn't sure, but when did you and Hunter, you know, decide to really kind of take this on the offensive? Was there, was there a moment? Was there something that happened that you just said, you know what? No, now we have to not just be on the news. We, we have to take this and I have to look into every detail. Was there some moment? Well, it, I don't think any father, you know, wouldn't do what I did for their daughter. And these people in Broward are just the, the most unethical, toxic people you could ever be around. And they weren't transparent. And I knew they were just lying pieces of garbage uh, that brought these policies. Uh, they wouldn't accept, if he would have like a man came up to me, these people, and said, you know what? We recognize this situation. We see the problems that were in the school district and would make the changes, Mr. Pollock, so it doesn't happen again. I don't even have to write a book, bro. I don't have to keep doing what I'm doing, but they can't do that, these people. The sheriff couldn't do it. The deputy couldn't do it. The superintendent couldn't do it. No one in the school board could do it. So it leaves me to make them uh, hold them accountable uh, for my daughter. And that's what I'm going to do. And, and he had the option, even the district attorney, if you could believe it, who signed on, he's trying the case uh, uh, against the murderer, the district attorney. So he signed on with the superintendent and the sheriff to these, to the promise program, these diversionary programs yep. of not holding kids accountable, the DA. And when we had a meeting with him, I, I, gave, I wanted to give him the opportunity to accept responsibility and uh, he said he knew that this program was obstructing justice, and, but he didn't want to do anything about it in fear of becoming, be, they, he would be called a racist. And this is what he said yes. to me in yes. private with, with my attorney there, with other parents that kids were killed. And this is the district attorney in Broward trying the case for murder. 
So it's uh, you know he's gonna, it's, he's it's on my mo- list too of accountability. Too. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's moral, it's it's moral cowardice is what that is. It's, it's lack <laughs> Andrew, of intestinal fortitude. Andrew, you said a bunch of things that that made a lot of sense, and and uh, <clears throat> that that's why we're promoting the book so strongly because read it and then uh, render yes. your opinion because. Yeah. Remember, we're Read in America, where what you do now is you Twitter whatever manifestations come into your mind without ever, ever thinking of the outcome or doing any research, whereas you did it the opposite. And you said, hey, listen, I've got an emotional tie to this, but I want to make sure I'm on the side of right. I think it's important to be on the side of the right. I think it's important to do things like you said, responsibility, accountability, and transparency. And the problem is that not every uh, school system, we're going to lose work uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now for having you on, <laughs> because some of the people that we go to, they don't want to see the truth. And when we come and we do an infrastructure check on the facility and we work with their people on the ground to create a training methodology to, so they can understand left of bang thinking and, and, and predicting and analyzing things so they can mitigate it or stop it uh, in its infancy before it even turns into a problem. A lot of times we get the nods in the right direction and they say, well, you know, we're going to wait and see. We can't do this. We heard all the excuses, you know, it's too expensive. They don't understand. You're going to pay one way or the other. And then it comes down to the accountability. Nobody can come up and say, mea culpa. I was the one that was at the, the steering wheel the night that the Titanic hit the iceberg. Nobody wants to do that in America. I think it's fantastic that you're taking accountability for every word that comes out of your mouth. Because what you're saying is you're saying, hey, this guy's responsible and this guy's responsible. I'm going to hold them accountable. How many people are doing that? Everybody's yeah. pointing fingers. And that's why guns, um, and, and here I'm going to get a bad thing too, but that's why guns are taking a rest. Guns and high-capacity magazines are less of the problem than the shooter, than the person that was walking into that school, that the person that had all those years to make that plan, and nobody called them on it. Nobody, uh, you know, there were so many red flags with this yes, kid, sir. And, uh, and that were dropped. And, you know, you're, you're talking about different districts. So uh, Broward County, where is ground zero, where my daughter was murdered, we got a bill passed after, uh, and it would, in that bill, it was named after one of the coaches that ran into the building unarmed, Aaron uh, Feist. Right. So it was called after him, the Aaron Feist Guardian Program, right. which would, uh, where teachers or personnel were, could go for training. And it's not like the media, like in Florida, it's 150 hours of intense training. And it's voluntarily. You know, it's a volunteer program that teachers could do. Uh, and, and in Broward, they still can't figure it out how to get that done. Uh, because their 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 hiring pool is so small that they won't they sure. can't hire anyone they 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 won't let people do it. But meanwhile, there are school districts that take it serious where they're training the right people, probably like like what you guys see, to be in a situation. You know, my daughter was on that third floor, and, and this guy reloaded I think five times. You know what I'm saying? Why he yep. was in the school? So he could have been. He could have been uh, finished at any time while he was in the school, but no one was there uh, to help my daughter. And, uh, and I'm a big proponent of the Second Amendment because my daughter ended up being a victim. She was on that. No one came in. They all talk, called 911, and no one came to help her. So no one's taking my guns away, uh, right. and, and, and I'll go down, you know, whoever wants to say it. Yes. I, my kids will never be a victim like my daughter was, my sons, my right. friends, my family. And I take it serious, my Second Amendment, because I saw what that happened in that school when five deputies stood down and hid behind their cars and didn't go in the building. So right. it's important, and training's important, right. and policies are important, and none of those things were in place in Broward. That's why the sheriff lost his job. 
That's why monitors were fired. That's why the superintendent's got a grand jury investigation against them. And, and parents don't just think you're going to put your kid in a school and all those things are, you yes. know, they're there. And, that, you know, parents, it's on you. Like it, I keep and, saying it. And that's the important message too that you, again, that you keep putting out is that, is that no, this is, this is your responsibility. Don't rely on the government, the police. Look, there's, they have other things that they have to do. We have to, we have to take the ball and we have to run with it. This is our problem that we have to fix. Right. And, and so what, what it was, so Greg and I study all these attacks, not just school shootings, terrorist attacks, suicides. This is what we do because we do everything. We study all the precipitating events, right? All the pre-event indicators to go, look, this is where you can tell this is leading, right? So, so we like to do, our, our goal would be that, that the kid never makes it to the school with a gun because it's already been identified so far left of bang that it's not even going to be a problem. Now that maybe that person, that broken human can get the help they need and become a productive member of society, right? And, and that's on someone else's job. That's not what we do. But, but what you, and what's amazing about your case as I go through the book is that th this is one of the uh, uh, worst in terms of how many pre-event indicators that are yes. there. I, I've seen some bad ones before. A lot of the cases people don't even know about. But, but this is the way you have it documented is there is not one. I don't know how you could look at this and go, this is an enormous problem. We can't ever let this happen again. Just like you said that week after, you know, uh, when you were at the White House and you said, how, how we had 9-11 we had and then we haven't had one since. Why didn't we have one school shooting and not have one since? And, and so I, I think that's, that's an interesting takeaway in the book, which is why I would love for people to actually read it yep. because it gives this very, very clinical diagnosis or clinical uh, response to every single thing that happened. And then you, and then what, what and that's what, that's about. what we need though. We need, we need level heads talking about it. And of course you have emotional capital. The, the, the reason that I left the Beltway and the reason that, that we formed Arcadia and, and the reason that Brian and I do this and the reason I've been committed to, to saving lives for, for four decades now is we've had the blood of officers on our hands. We've held uh, fellow soldiers and sailors and Marines die when we were in uh, uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. And, and we've been deployed outside the wire with the troops and seen the, the stuff that happens. And uh, um, Americans have to understand that, but we, we, you know, we do not want to see it because looking at the problem means that it might happen here and you're not going to dodge the bullet and this problem isn't going to go away. So that's why, you know, I, I, Brian, I fired off a burst message to him uh, and said, find Andrew and let's get him on because we want to hear his story. And, and more importantly, we want to put the book out there because if it does yeah. nothing else, it'll start and keep that discussion on everybody's fingertips and on everybody's uh, uh, tongues and toes. And I think, Andrew, I think that's one of the important reasons that we want to join the pod is because the more play that you get, the more people that are going to dig deep and find out what it is. And, and to us, that's, that's truly important. That transparency is, is an urgency. You know, uh, when I got into this, I wasn't really political. You know, I just wanted to find the facts. And, uh, and what I said was, I want to look into, you know, keeping our kids safe, our teachers safe, whatever that may be, the policies. But I don't want to be in a gun debate. You know, I'm not an That's expert it. in guns. Yeah. I don't want to debate guns. Uh, let's just fix the schools and focus on doing that. That's why, as you mentioned before, 9-11, there was no gun debate. So yep. just because I didn't bring the gun debate into it, I was labeled Republican, conservative, pro-Second Amendment guy, and yep. which, which is kind of despicable. Because, well, now I own up to it. I don't care if someone wants to call me a conservative. I'll, I'll, I'll own it. Uh, I'm conservative. But I didn't go into it that, you know, with that 
mindset. I went into it, just keep the kids safe, keep the teachers yes, safe. What's the best practices? Yeah. And I don't want to debate guns because I, I don't want to argue with people for two hundred another hundred years about guns. Exactly. Just, what can we do right now to fix the schools? And they label me Republican pro Second Amendment. Well, and, 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 and Brian, hold on. Just yeah. a couple of weeks ago, we were having a discussion with somebody, and I won't say the state or the person because that'll that'll call, cause a maelstrom again. Uh, but uh, they they were listening to our pod and they know our stance on. It's all left to bang. If the shooting starts, you miss the cues, and we will not allow that to happen. We push it so far left to bang that you're able to mitigate it or stop it before it occurs. And this person says, well, you got to talk about which side you come down on the gun debate. And I said, no, we don't, because we're apolitical. We're talking about science, all science all the time. And that person told me, well, those folks from Sandy Hook are going to tear you apart. Now, listen, when did it happen that either you are with my opinion or you're the Antichrist and everybody hates you and wants to throw rocks at you. I thought this was America where we also had the First Amendment and you had the yeah. absolute right to, to share your opinion. I, I, I feel well, I'm living it, man. I know. I'm living I, it. I, I, I bet uh, you're living it every day. I live it with this liberal left because they wouldn't. I, I had CNN cancel on me, MSNBC, ABC. I wrote, I did a video with. They never played it. None of them wanted me to go on. I have a bestseller. You know, I've been on almost uh, the top 10 on Amazon for over a week. Yep. which is really uh, unheard of. Books don't last that long. Uh, right. I can't ship them out. They can't print they them. They can't keep fast them in print. Yeah. But every one of our friends are on it. We, we, we were on so, the call. Yeah. But they don't want the truth out. And, uh, okay, so then who are you hurting? You're hurting parents from finding out the truth. If they, yep. if they don't, unless they watch Fox News. Well, and, and you're also podcast. hurting the kids. You're also hurting the kids because kids are much smarter and they're much more exposed these days to, to uh, these issues. And, and kids won't be able to do a 360 on the issue and take a look at all these things and see some of these pre-event indications that you have in the book. The book is an incredible opportunity to let the scales fall from your eyes and see yes. the problem and, as it actually is. Brian, would you agree? Yeah, I, I would. And that's why I also brought up that, that clip from you speaking at the White House, Andrew, because it's very, you're very clear about yep. why you're doing this and what, what needs that's to be why. done. It has nothing to do about Democrat or Republican. It's, it's, this is, you, you, you simplified it to what it needs to be. Um, so I know, the, I know the book kind of just came out, but, but what, what surprised you most uh, about releasing the book and any, anything, what's surprising most, I guess, about the whole situation that you've been, you getting out on the offense and talking about this stuff and getting on the news? Is it what, what's been the biggest surprise for you? Oh, that I'm up, I'm at near the top of Amazon for about a week. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's a, surprise. a good surprise. I think yeah. I surprised everybody uh, the publisher, the printer, the, the agent. Uh, but the surprise was that uh, the liberal mainstream media didn't put me on. Uh, yeah. to, to show the truth. Uh, that's a, I thought, because I was there for, when they wanted me in Parkland, I was there. <laughs> Sorry, that's Hey, that's my Malinois. Oh, so, nice. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, when they were in Parkland, I was there for them, giving them their interviews, you know what I mean? But when mm -hmm. I wrote this book and I reached out to all of them, uh, it was crickets. Uh, none of them, uh, they, and they canceled on me. So, I guess it wasn't important for the liberal left uh, to really see the truth of facts that are in this book. That, that surprised me. Uh, Clear, clearly, you, you're not a guy. Clearly, you are not the guy to let that stop you or slow you down. I, I, I mean, care, the, the great thing is you, you know can tell I mean. by my accent and I can tell by your <laughs> accent that we're both from somewhere in West Virginia, right? No, you, you've got that <laughs> attitude. I know where you're from. I knew where you grew up. And, and the, the idea is thank God for you, sir, 
because a lot of the people feel that pressure and they drop off. And, and I'll tell you what, I'm going to do this and I, I'm going to die teaching. I'm going to die flying somewhere to teach somebody how to stay safer. And, and you can't let any of that dissuade you from pushing this book out there and getting everybody that can to read it. The, the, the only other person's book that, that uh, Marin and I were reading during the same time period that yours came out is Jim Mattis. And, and both of us uh, worked under Jim Mattis before in our careers. And, and uh, your book, uh, uh, no, no pun intended, trumps that because it's, it's something that you can use to go forward and fix things in your own community. And I, I want to underscore that for everybody that's listening. You know, yeah, we've got a viewership, and it's not CNN and, and, and uh, Fox News size, but we do have people that listen to us. And it's I'll tell an, you, go out and get this book. audience, yeah. yeah and and this, this is a book where you can do something in your own community. You can take these lessons learned, and you can move out smartly and fix things. Well, what, what I'm saying is parents, you have no excuse anymore uh, right. since this book is out right. to it's say, perfect. I'm the last guy that could say, I didn't know what was going on in the school. And, and, and that's my thing I tell parents now. I don't want to hear it that you can't believe your kid got bullied or you can't believe right. the teacher got beat up or you can't believe they stole your kid's iPhone or you can't, you know, all these things that are going on. Like there's a good chance your kid won't be uh, shot don't subject them to that type of chaotic environment if you don't have to. There's yep. options. And in Broward alone, they're down, uh, enrollment is down 2,000 students wow. uh, this fall. And you can't get into a charter school, a private school, because parents are getting, the, getting it. You know what yep. I mean? They're figuring it out, what's going on in these schools, and they're going to do what's right. And the only people that can fix this in the country are the parents and grandparents. That's it. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, we're so, a country of laws and we're a country of rules. And we elect people not for their opinion, but to share our opinion. And as Americans, if enough people are behind you, yes. things will change. And, and you're, you're a catalyst for that change. You, you, should be, uh, you should be very happy. And yeah, and, that, and that's something too, Andrew, is that there's people out there who share your opinion, even our work within the school system. And obviously we're not going to name anything, but there's frustrated people like yourself yep. playing that fight and they got to play that political game going up against exactly the people you're talking about. So, so I guess uh, kind of just, you know, last question I guess for you would be, you know, what, what's, what's the next challenge for you? What keeps yep. you up at night? Where, what's your plan next with this? I mean, I know you just released the book and you're trying to get it out there and get as many people to read it, but, but what's, what's up next for you? What is it that you want to challenge people? To I do? have uh, this grand jury investigation in Broward. Okay. Uh, I'm heavily, uh, I want these people held accountable uh, that let this happen. Uh, I have my civil suit to hold these people accountable. And uh, I wrote, I have a screenplay uh, signed for a motion picture where I could expose every single one uh, of these people that failed by name, which, uh, which has given me an incentive uh, in the movie. Uh, they told me I can name every failure, every person by name in the movie. So yeah. that's an incentive to me to expose these people and hold them accountable and make them a national uh, disgrace for what they did, what happened to my daughter. Wow. Yeah. If I, well, if that, I could that throw was, something at you yeah. psychologically, Andrew, Psychologically, the reason that we don't want to name uh, uh, the shooter and we use not the shooter, not and, the shooter. No, 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 no. I'm following you. But what I'm saying in America, we've gone the pendulum swung the other way. They tore down Sandy Hook. They were talking about tearing down Columbine. The, the problem is that they're seeing that as an active move to erase hate and to stop bullying and to stop school shooters. That's not going to do anything. Psychologically, no. it's not going to do no. anything but make that person that doesn't want to do anything sleep better at night and go out and, and buy some ice cream. 
what, what, what we need you and the people that are listening to do is to keep fighting the good fight. Every single day you get up and say, uh, grab my yellow pad. What can I do today to make schools safer? What can I do today to make our nation stronger and smarter? And we're committed to that. That's why we're doing pods like this. That's why we're reaching out. And, and thank you it's so important. much for saying yes, because those are the important things. The important things are what you do and what you say and how you live your life. And, and whether people disagree with your method, whether people think you're incendiary, Andrew, you're doing it. You're up there every single right. day doing it. it. And you're out there saying, come get some. And we truly appreciate that. And, we you really know, I, I say a lot, the, a word that's haunted me is accountability. And, yes. uh, and for me, I, I live it. I see it in my head, accountability. Uh, I dream it. And, and, and to me, it's everything for my daughter to hold these people accountable in any yes, way I can with this book, calling these policies out, just holding these people accountable. But I put these policies in our schools, the sheriff uh, that failed, you know, all these policies. And then now it's on the parents. Yes, I sir. can't say it. I can't say it enough. Now it's your chance and you have to do what's righteous. And, and, and that's it. Do what's righteous for your kid. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to leave something with you guys, too. Uh, you know, I have a good relationship with my rabbi. And a lot of these schools and parents, you know, education's not just about your child making a living. you got to educate the soul, too, yep. when it comes to children. And, and that's missing. So, you know, what I used to do with my daughter and, I, and every parent could do it. You put your phone down and just take yes. a walk. Take a yes. walk around the block with your kid with no phones. And you'll see how much uh, what you guys could discuss and, and, and uh, develop just by hitting each other back and forth with talking with no phone. Take a walk with your kid and, 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 they, and they let you know what's going on in their lives. That's yep. absolutely right. And, and we're both parents and we're both fathers and, and we're both husbands. And that hits me right here. That's yeah. an incredible message because you, you can't unring that bell. You cannot go back now. And as hard as you're working to go forward, we're not going to allow that memory to die, sir. We're going to do our best to, to help everybody uh, uh, that wants to, to know your story, to hear your story. So I, you. I appreciate it coming on, everyone listening. It's, it's why Meadow died. Uh, I, you can get the Kindle version right away. I don't know if there's still a back order of, on, the, on the hardcover or copy. I yep. had to get the Kindle one, but, which, is, which is good news. That means people are buying it. And so we, we really appreciate you, and, and thanks for coming on, Andrew. And we'd hope you come on again, sir. We, we honestly oh, no uh, problem. hope you come you on again. It. We'd love to have Hunter on. Oh, thanks. Anytime, guys. Thanks for uh, helping me uh, get the message out. of Appreciate it. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. If you'd like more information, please head to the website at arcadiacognorati.com. You can follow us on Facebook at HBPRA. We are also on Twitter as Arcadia Cognorati, and you can check out the clips on YouTube at the Left of Greg YouTube channel. Thanks again for tuning in, and please, if you enjoyed it, like it, subscribe, and tell your friends about the show.